everyone. Welcome back to the Queens of Social Work podcast. I'm your co-host, Queen P. And I'm your co-host, Queen H. We invite you all to join us this week as we share, laugh, cry, and learn through our experiences as women of color who happen to be social workers. Yes, so let's get started. At the end of the day, we're having a collective human experience. I've always said we are more alike than we are different. And you know, I've said that on the show. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of human emotions and experiences that connect us. And even though we don't experience these things in the same ways, what matters is that we do experience them. Yes, Queen P, I know what you're talking about. So today we're talking about stress. So what is stress? Stress is how we react when we feel under pressure or threat. It usually happens when we are in a situation that we do not feel we can manage or control. I agree. And while we all experience it, it looks and feels different for everyone. For example, when you have a lot of responsibilities that you're struggling to manage, that can be stressful. Shit, when you're Black in America, that can be stressful. when I feel stress, it, it feels overwhelming, right? But there are different types of stress too. Like when I have issues, I tend to internalize the issues so that I can process them. And then when I process them, I lash out, I do whatever I got to do. But a lot of the time I carry stress in my body, in my back in particular, like my shoulders, child. I tell you the knots I'd be having in that place right there. It's a lot, it's a lot for anybody. So Queen H, when you feel stress, What does it feel like? Where do you feel it? Oh, man. I'm feeling stressed about answering this question. (laughs) Oh, um, I think, like you said, I think there's different levels to stress, right? And for me, where anxiety and stress kind of interloop with each other, um, but generally when I'm stressed, I feel overwhelmed. Um, sometimes I get knots in my stomach. I definitely have a lot of back pain. I get that. Um, but I get also my attitude be straight on a hundred. And especially if you're talking about things I cannot control when I'm feeling stressed, I get very sharp with people and it has to be like on point. It has to be this, it gotta go this way. Because if not, it's just going to go all awry. So that's why I said it's definitely very in line with anxiety for me. I've known you to get sharp when you be like, whoo, it's too much. I I got you. And I've known that to be the case. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I come down with that hammer. I'd be like, what? What One time. Because you're like, no, we need to get it in now. Oh, yes, ma'am. Okay. I got you. When I'm stressed, I get quiet as shit. And you know that. Like, you see me ready, honey. And I just, I'm super quiet. I'm like that deadly, like the silent, deadly, silent, quiet type. So I'm I'm brewing. I'm brewing, honey. But then when I'm ready, I'm ready. So, I, yes. you know, it, take, it takes me a time to, to calm down from the boiling point, for sure. So we're talking about stress today because I know that social work, is almost always synonymous with stressful. We talked in our, our first season about like social work myths. Oh, why are you going into social work? The social workers don't make any money. Social workers have to do this. You're in it for the income, not the out or the outcome, rather, <laughs> not the income. You know, um, you know, social work is stressful, and it is stressful because it is art and it is a science, and you gotta respect both of those equally. Social work is 
changing now, I'm sure, but it is very nuanced. And those nuances come with complications. On the job, there are a lot of stressful days, but there are also a lot of rewarding days as well. Um, some of the things that a social worker may feel that's outside of their control. Queen H, what are some of the things that you feel like will stress a social worker out because it's outside of their control? When people do not work together and do not go with the goddamn plan, okay? You know I'm about a plan. And when the plans switch up, you know I, I have a challenge dealing with change. And that stresses me out, especially if the change don't make sense to me. And that's when I get sharp. <laughs> I get sharp with people. So I think as a social worker and you're dealing with people, and, and I think it just depends also where you are in the field, what level you're at and, and different things. If you're dealing with someone, for instance, who cannot go home safely, that can be a stressful situation because you have to help them figure out a plan that's gonna get them somewhere safe. And so that can be stressful, handing in them progress notes, typing these notes, making sure they're in on time, they're consistent. Uh, for some people it's concise, whatever it is, that's stressful. Co-workers can be stressful. People not happy with their job, so they make everybody else miserable. That's stressful. When the job is already stressful, are you like, bitch, then quit. I'm sorry. Look, sorry to the children that are listening, if they are. Y'all shouldn't be listening anyway. <laughs> Go to school. Um, <laughs> another stress is administration for some places. Some places are so stressful. I, I remember working a job where everybody had a box under their desk because they was firing people left and right. So people were stressed on whether they're going to have a job or not. Why am I dealing with other people's lives? And I don't know what's going on with my life because you trying to keep me hold here. I'm hostage. I can't live my life. I can't deal with what I'm dealing with. You know, so it's already stressful working in social work. Why, why people got to make it more stressful? And people don't have no damn behavior. Not for nothing, when I was an undergrad, a lot of um, athletes were in the social work department because it was like, oh, it's, you know, you could just go and do the class and, you know, you get credit or whatever. Like people weren't taking social work seriously. The social work became a secondary, like a backup plan for a lot of folks that I know. People who are in this profession currently didn't start here, didn't want to be here. Something happened at the last place. It was like, oh, let me go help people. Let me go do. And then they end up here with their half fastness and God knows what. People come to the table already burnt out, tired, don't really want to do. People feel like this is something you could just skate by and skate past. No, ma'am. No, sir. No, them. This is not that. This is not that. Um, what you did say earlier about administration really struck a chord with me because a lot of times, especially if you're working in nonprofit, you know, you have to pass those audits to get your funding. Ain't no getting around that, okay? As a matter of fact, when I worked in preventive one time, people had their boxes under their table too. I walked in and people was literally walking out of the door. Oh, they're no longer here. Oh, they're no longer here. Like everybody was just going out because, you know, it's, a, it's an environment that is hostile and scary. And how 
are you expected to perform if you don't feel like your job is safe, if you don't feel like your job is secure? You're going to take that 18-hour lunch break because you feel like, you know what? Shit, this might be my last lunch. Let me go ahead, <laughs> do a little shopping, do a little lunch. Let me go to the doctor's appointment and go to the dentist and come back and be back, you know, before five because God knows what's going to happen when I return to the office. I mean, admin really has to do a better job of making staff feel supported, heard, and compensated appropriately. Not fairly, appropriately, right? Because people put their blood, sweat, and tears into a job. Some people come to this country, man, put themselves to school, trying to make a living for themselves and their family, and they really need this gig. And if you see somebody is doing everything they can and going above and beyond, then they need appropriate compensation. They need compensation to match, right? Come to the table with something. Y'all got to stop playing me. Let's let's get this money for real, you know, and not for nothing. There are a lot of um, uh, companies that have like incentive programs for extra money. Give it to your hard workers. Why y'all making the hardest workers work harder and y'all letting the lackadaisical workers do what they do and be lackadaisical? Y'all don't give them no responsibilities. And then they're getting paid like everybody else. Nah, man, that's not fair. And this is why people who do extra need extra dollars. But that's just my two cents. Listen, I totally agree. And I think sometimes there can be a thin line between being stressed out and then eventually being burnt out, right? And that's a whole other topic that I know that we're going to touch. So I'm going to stick to the topic at hand. But when you don't know how you're going to pay your bills, but you helping somebody else figure out how they're going to help pay their bills, that's stressful. That's stressful. And I don't think we went to school all this time, get credentials, do all of that to have that. Now, on the other hand, there is this view that social work in general doesn't get paid. And I think it depends where you work and what you do and how you social work your social work thing, right? Because you can most certainly make enough money to care for yourself, right? So you don't have to die on, on the hill as a martyr. Oh, I want to help the people. So I'm going to take this $30,000. What? What you say? With a whole master's degree? You better get out of my face. <laughs> the master's Wait, degree costs. You going to do? Some programs, one one year is $30,000. So why, you think I'm going to work a job? $30,000, you better get on out of my face. That's up there with left the wall and take the wall. <laughs> hmm. Shout out to Shonda's. <laughs> Thank you. Today, I'm just, I'm giving y'all all my little references, huh? And y'all can tell Queen P like TV. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, the references, is it's important. That's how people understand because is is straight disrespectful, right? Let's let's even put stress aside. That's straight disrespectful. But I think you know we also have to take responsibility of what we allow to stress us out, right? Mm-hmm. We have to know when we have to set up a different schedule for ourselves. We have to know to be able to say no. We have to know to say, um, hey, 
um, Tommy, boss, I've been doing so and so and so and so. Can I? Uh, can we talk about how my pay, right, and increase in pay? Keeping track of what we're doing, you know, so that we can advocate for ourselves. We're really advocating for someone else. Advocate for us. Listen, Queen P will tell you. I will tell all my stuff. First of all, get your paper so you can get your paper. If that means you need to get your LC, go get your LC. If it means to get your LM, get your LM. So you can get your paper, right? Get your paper so you can get your paper, okay? And I'm always about that. What you want to do this little overtime? Get your paper. One of the most unnecessary stressors in this field is not getting paid, like overworking and underpaying, right? When you give so many hours, so much effort, so much energy, you're doing home visits, you in the field, that's a lot of yourself that you're using and you are a resource. So you're expending your resources to do your job, which is the expectation, right? A job is a trade, money for work. But man, let me tell you, being overworked and underpaid, that's a recipe for stress. I would say one of the things you can do to avoid that stress is get something that pays what you think your work, what the value of the work is going to be. You just need to be compensated appropriately for whatever it is that you're doing and be sure that it feels appropriate to you and the work that you've provided and produced. And, you know, take that route. Don't just settle for anything just to have a job. I mean, there are times, listen, life be life in. I'm not going to say don't do what you got to do. Sometimes you got to do what you got to do, okay? You got to wait a table. You got to dance on a pole. It is what it is, okay? You got to pour a little wait, drink on the bar, little rum and coke and thing, right? Wait, hold on. I'm just saying. Oh, you could be like me from Housewives of Potomac, right? You could just dance where they serve lobster and steak. You ain't got to be on the pole. She said she wasn't on the pole, right? Okay. I'm not talking to you. Good night. (laughs) The purpose, well, the point of my story is get paid like you weigh. If you can, it will reduce your stress. That's my point. Listen, I hope y'all don't got to dance on the pole, but you know what? Whatever is clever. I'm just not. (laughs) I'm just not. (laughs) You know, It's about having multiple streams of income. And we talked about this last season, right? With the travel social worker. Um, We talked with Queen Kay about um, the girls program that she had, right? Young ladies of our future. Um, We talked with numerous people about how important it is because it reduces the stress. You have to give a little bit more of yourself, but the goal is to always work smarter, not harder, if you can help it. Agreed. I think working smarter, not harder, that helps reduce the stress, right? We can spend as much time as we want talking about stress, but people have to understand how they manage stress, how they can manage the stress for them. And for me, listen, I got to pray every day, every day. That is definitely a stress reducer for me. Sometimes it's even down to playing a game on my phone for a few minutes to just take me out of wherever headspace I'm at. And then I can regroup and and go back to doing what I was doing. Um, Sometimes it's talking to a friend. Sometimes it's a piece of chocolate. Listen, I know people will say that's not good, right? But don't judge me, judge your mother, okay? I like chocolate. 
and I deserve to have it. I work hard, right? Thank you. Another stress reliever for me, I do Muay Thai. So I be in there kicking and punching the bag, okay? And kicking and punching people. Listen, if somebody get on my nerve, bust them down. So that's what I need to do to relieve stress. Going for a walk, right? Watching TV. There's so many things. A word search, right? All of these things, right? Coping skills, right? We call them coping skills, but they're stress relievers. Getting a massage. Go get your hair done. I like to go get my nails done. What? Going in there and my nails, so a little nail salon, they do a hot stone massage on the legs and they give you a drink on the weekend. You could get a drink when you sit in the chair. So guess what? That's how I relieve my stress. I'm going to tell you that right now. Come on, H. You are preaching. Okay. I'm here for all of that. You're absolutely right. How can we manage stress? So that's a question I'm going to pose to the audience. Um, you gave me your top, it sounded like eight. Was it eight ways to manage stress that you gave me? Oh, girl, I wasn't counting. I was just talking. Oh, okay. Y'all got to count for us. <laughs> okay. We're we going okay. to listen back. And I, I had a note in, in, in the show notes. I'm going to have it. <laughs> um... I'm going to say for me, ways that I manage, and I'm so glad you shared that. Thank you, Queen H, because I, I definitely want to talk about how to manage stress. The ways that I manage stress is, for sure, the spa, honey. Vacation me, please, immediately. I'm all about traveling. I love to travel. I love to be in the streets. Um, I like to do new things, learn about new cultures. So that's kind of my element. So something new, I'm down. Let's ride. Um... I was journaling and then I got tired of writing, honey, because, you know, I'm a writer. So I'm like, you know what? That ain't going to work. So now I have a, a journal that I do uh, video notes on, uh, which helps. One of the things I do to de-stress is to allow myself to shut down. That is hard. When you're someone who's always on the go, you know, sleep is impacted because your mind is going a million miles a minute. Diet is impacted because you, you're putting everything else before your diet, before nutrition, before taking care of yourself. So the wear and tear is incredible. So I really allow myself to shut down. I do whatever I need to do to sleep. I do whatever I need to do to eat. I do whatever I need to do to not be connected to the phone, not be connected to any kind of device, any computer, anything, and just really allow myself to be wherever I'm at, to sleep you know, to not push myself more than I need to because I'm a human being, right? And you all are human beings too. We just need to get through this thing called life and not for nothing, but stress, like everything in life is temporary. You know, you're in it today. You may be in it next year. You may be in it the year after, but eventually it's going to swing. The pendulum is going to swing. Everything has ebbs and flows. And so you're in it now, you'll be out of it tomorrow. That's how it is. You know, it's, it's just important that you feel like you, um, have the tools, tricks, resources, and that you're able to manage for whatever stress looks like for you, whatever stress feels like for you. Um, I think we have tips from Queen T back in season two, um, where we gave like five tips for um, taking care of yourself or something to that effect. Go back and listen to the previous episodes and you'll see um, that we definitely pro self-love, self-care, and, um, and stress can be managed. You know, um, somebody was talking about suicide and saying how, oh, this was another show I was watching. How 
depression is, you know, it can be temporary, it goes in ebbs and flows, and sometimes people choose suicide as a solution, a quick solution to a, a temporary problem or something to that effect. And, and that's one of the things that come up too. Stress is very real. If you feel yourself feeling it, please reach out for help. Please, please reach out for help. And if you're the person somebody's reaching out to, help if you can. And if you cannot, then get them some help that will be useful. 988 is a number for people um, to reach out to resources, NYC Well. Just text somebody, call somebody, try to get, if you're not the person who can help, help them by giving them another resource. Help them by being a listening ear and trying to get somebody else on the line. Help them by you know, um, being present in that moment, not, oh, I'm on Netflix right now, I'm Netflix and chilling and I can't, that's not a good look. Listen, you done said a word and you know what resonates with me when you talk about sleep? Sleep is a great stress reliever. I take a nap in a heartbeat, okay? <laughs> Y'all getting on my nerves. Let me go lay down or let me go close this door in this office and <laughs> put my head back and take a, take, a, take a wink or two during my lunch break. Sleep is imperative. And when you lose sleep, that's stressful as well. Also, as people who care for others, um, and, and we have an episode where we talk about caregivers, right? Um, being a social worker and then working with people and maybe having uh, people that you care for or whatever you're doing, right? It's important. If you need help and you need to talk to someone, take therapy. There's nothing wrong with it. Hell, I got a therapist. Listen, I talk to sister girl. Sometimes she'd be like, you don't need therapy. I'm like, girl, but I'm going to talk to you. So just take these dollars. So I need therapy today when I want it. Okay. So sometimes, you know, it, it's like that. And you have to know and recognize the signs and symptoms within yourself, right? Because other people are not going to know unless you speak, right? I, I, I said this in a previous episode, cold mouths don't get fed. So you got to say what you feel and what you need, right? I love what you said, Queen T, about the video um, journal because I'm not a writer. So I tried. It ain't happening. Sometimes I can jot a note here or there, but what I feel, but that video, that sounds different. I can talk. <laughs> Listen, I can talk. I could do that well. So maybe that's something I could, I could do, <laughs> you know? Listen, you know, I'm about talking. I talk too damn much. <laughs> It is so good because you can go off on a whole tangent. Like you can go, you can start talking about one thing and then boom, your mind somewhere else and you got a memory from 10 years ago. You just put that in. It's all in the video. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's all in the voice note. Like it's, it's a good look. If you haven't tried note vlogging or note journaling, you should try it. See how you feel about it. I like that. And I, and I also like something that you said about this too shall pass or not even just that but basically that what's on the other side of this i think when we're going through something we have to also be cognizant of what we're consuming right so we should be consuming things that are encouraging things that are positive things that remind us that yes we all are going to have problems no one can avoid problems so how do we navigate this problem and how do we still remain happy or become happy despite of it, right? And I think having those kind of positive words and positive encouragement, things that we listen to is important as well, right? Um, I'm very big on that and, and reading encouragement and guidance and things that, you know, uplift me and things that encourage me um, because, you know, things, 
ebb and flow. And so we need to really be particular um, at times of what we're consuming. Yes, Queen H, I'm so glad you said that. Do you remember in our office, we had a wall of like encouraging words? What was the, what we named the wall? Like powerful quotes or something. What something like that. I, listen, I haven't the foggiest, but whenever we came across something, we put it on the wall. We sure did in our office. And that was so good. Just a great experience to share with someone who you don't know from anywhere. Who you don't want to you know? know from anywhere. Because you, you ain't want to know okay. me, girl. Listen, not at all. I was like, who is this lady? How I get sick one day, got sick on a Friday. How about when I came back Monday, they was like, oh, we changed your office. What? Anyway, we're going to talk about that the next time. Because people be doing too much. But to to be placed with someone. You see how the universe works in ways to be placed with someone. You don't know. You don't want to know. It don't matter. But you know you. And you know that you just here to do your job and go home. And people will recognize you for the work that you do and what you pre present and how you provide for your clients, your patients, people you deal with. People will respect that. You just got to have integrity in your work. You know what I mean? And there we are sharing now, bonding over this wall of quotes that were all so beautiful and inspiring. I mean, we had some really good stuff on that wall. I would encourage y'all to get with y'all coworkers and put up those wonderful things because on a shitty day to have something that is so beautiful to look at and to see and to, you know, and what we should have did was decorated it and did color. I think that was the vision we had, but we just never got to because somebody changed office and things was happening. Mm -hmm. But, you know, if you have a space in your home office, maybe your home or in a workplace, think about getting a wall of quotes. It's a really good thing to have just because when, when days are dark, hope is few. And you got to get out of there and be like, Lord, you know, or whatever source you use, you know, use your source and having a wall right in front of you with words you can just read out loud, read to yourself. It just, it helps more than you would think. Absolutely. I totally agree. And just like you said, you know, if there's someone that you can bond with that work, you know, as much as Queen P talk about boundaries she began to realize that I'm the shit, okay? And she would want to talk to me, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so you the shit and I'm the toilet paper? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Listen, that's probably what they felt because we became two peas in a pod. Um, you did not see one without the other, okay? And it wasn't on some like, oh, we're going to be best friends. I, it's just we respected each other's boundaries. Listen, I knew I wasn't her friend. I became her friend later. <laughs> I knew I wasn't her friend. I was her coworker. And I respected it, but I saw who she was and she saw who I was. And we respected each other's realness. And we became a, a source for when we were stressed to be able to vent and say things because venting is definitely very helpful when you're stressed, but it's how you vent, who you vent to. You don't want to vent to someone who's not going to hold you accountable. You need someone who's going to let you say what you're going to say. Okay. But how are we going to work this? Not let right. you complain all the time. And next thing you know, you festering in these negative energies that's making you even more stressed. The next thing you know, you creep into burnout. You hate the job. You hate everyone. Girl. You, you, you going to see you. You're complaining to union about people. Do it all. Okay, you know what I'm talking about, people. Let me just stop. Okay. You better go the hell off, Queen H. Mm. Go off because <laughs> that's 
that's exactly what it is. When you're venting and you don't see a way out of your own bullshit because that's not what you want to see and you take your shit to someone else who's festering or maybe on the brink of festering, it becomes like a cancer. It's just moving from person to person to person. Oh, now we got, uh, what do you call it? Metastasis? What's what's the name of it? (laughs) Metastasize. Metastasize, exactly. Quickly, because nobody's offering solution. Nobody's offering you an objective look at, hey, bitch, how did you get here? What happened? Why do all your clients hate you? Hmm. What the fuck going on? Maybe you shouldn't be doing stuff to your boss. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. You just stop it. All I'm going to say is people have to stop that. That's not good. Jesus. No, she didn't. Normally I go off. You went off. No, you're not talking about people doing stuff to the boss and you can't even show your face at work. That's stressful. It's stressful. It's stressful when you can't show your face at work because you was busting it wide open. Oh, Lord Jesus. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I don't so care. I'll say this. I'll Another way to manage stress <laughs> is that if you're going to be effing people at work, don't do it on the job, right? You can have people at work or have relations. That's the better way. You can have relations <laughs> with, with consenting adults, right? Outside of work. Um, hell, you know, you can be with a coworker. It's all good. It is what it is. But one way to avoid stress is to not do it on the job and not be caught. That's all. Like that will help reduce some of the stress. <sighs> and meditation is also a good way to avoid stress. <laughs> You can do that too. Five minutes a day, transcendental, transcendental med- meditation. TM is that how you say transcendental? Trans- transcendental, yeah. Yes, transcendental. Med- that's really good. That's that's great. You know, y'all oh. go ahead and tap in. Tap into the resources now. We try not to be messy. This that is so messy. <laughs> We're talking about how you can avoid stress. Not getting caught will avoid the stress. <laughs> no, not doing that at all will help you avoid distress. Why, if you just go to work and focus on your work, okay? You have no problem, okay? And not, where, 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 where? No, 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 <laughs> don't back it up. Do not back it up. Don't set it down. Don't drop it like it's hot. Don't bust it open wide. None of that <sighs> will help you at the job. Unless that is your job. Then we're talking about a whole different thing. Oh. We're not talking about social work. Oh my goodness. The moral oh, of the story, you know, teenage. <laughs> let's go ahead and wrap this. <laughs> Let me. Well, I pulled myself together. Lord, let's wrap it up, Lord. <laughs> Y'all, do not create the stress in your life by making certain decisions in your life. That's the summation of that. Recognize when things are stressing you out, mm-hmm. and make interventions that's good for you okay and have someone you can laugh with like I laughed with Queen P y'all just heard a conversation that we would have had regardless whether we were recording it or not this is how it goes and we don't like talking about people okay that's not what it is but we're just trying to give you tips and tricks especially for the young social workers come in the field okay please keep your business to yourself and when i say business i mean physically and actual business okay 
Keep it to yourself. You you will have less problems. Listen, keeping your personal business to yourself. All of this is hypothetical anyway. We're just like, you know, sharing. You know, it's all hypothetical. We're not talking about anything in particular. Y'all, we love you. Goodbye. If you guys want to connect with us on social media, you can follow us on Twitter at the Queens of Social Work Pod or on Instagram at the Queens of Social Work. If you want more information on the topic we discussed today, feel free to check out our show notes or email us at thequeensofsocialwork at gmail.com. We'd really appreciate it if you rate, review, and follow us wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening. 